my name is Keith Hodson, Assistant Professor of Music Education at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia, and also Director of Education for Zezowitz Music in Reading, Pennsylvania. This podcast is supported and distributed by Zezowitz Music as part of its commitment to music education and the professional development and support of all music educators. Our topic this episode is the return of marching band, 2021 reflections from the field. And our special guest, we have a panel of five, four at the moment, but hopefully another will join us uh, shortly. Um, Joe Santanello from North Penn High School in Lansdale, Pennsylvania. Jennifer Thylacker from Fayetteville High School in Fayetteville, I'm sorry, that is Fayetteville, Fayette County, right? Fayette County High School in Fayetteville, Georgia. And Chris Vitale from Westfield High School in Westfield, New Jersey. That's an easy one. Um, and Rebecca Sichi. Did I say that right? Sichi. Sichi. I am sorry. I didn't say it right. Rebecca Sichi from Harrison High School in Evansville, Indiana. And Brian Cox from Central Bucks South High School in Warrington, Pennsylvania. So why don't we start with Brian? You want to just tell us uh, about your, your school and uh, a little bit of background? Yeah, I'm the director of bands at Central Bucks High School South. Uh, we're a suburb outside of Philadelphia, uh, one of the largest school districts in the state of Pennsylvania. We have three high schools here. Um, at my high school, uh, we have seven ensembles, about 150 kids uh, across all seven ensembles, and uh, about 80 to 90 kids in the marching band, give or take, every year. Um, so I've been in this position for, for eight years now, or I'm in my eighth year, I should say. I did my master's and undergrad both at Westchester University, and I, uh, I grew up at, in Central Jersey. Great. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Brian. Uh, how about Rebecca? Yeah, my name is Dr. Rebecca Sitchi. I'm the director of bands at Harrison High School in Evansville, which is located on the southwest uh, part of Indiana. It's pretty centrally located with Indianapolis and Nashville and St. Louis and that sort of thing. Um, the uh, corporation that I teach in has five high schools, so it's a fairly large uh, school corporation. Um, this is my first year in this position, but I previously taught in this district um, several years ago. Uh, I played trombone and violin, went to Ohio State for my undergrad, um, taught orchestra and band, um, and did my master's and doctorate at Alabama. And um, yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a interesting couple of months for sure uh, post pandemic. But that's what we're here to talk about, which is great. <laughs> Thanks so much, Rebecca. How about you, Chris? Sure. Uh, my name is Chris Vitale. I'm director of bands at Westfield High School in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, we're about 20 miles east of New York City in central New Jersey. Um, we are a, a single high school community. Uh, Westfield has about 35,000 people in it. Um, we have six elementary schools that feed to two middle schools that feed to uh, the single high school. We have about 200 students in the band program, um, 10 performing ensembles, uh, and I think our program is a little unique in that uh, we, we have two band directors, but we pretty much co-direct everything. Uh, I have to give a shout out to Trevor Sindorf, who's my colleague there, who I've known um, from college. Uh, I did my undergrad and master's degree both at the University of Delaware, and um, we pretty much are a, a two-person team and, and head up everything, including the marching band. We have about 130 students that participate in the marching band uh, of the 200 in the program. Wow, fantastic. Thank you. And Jennifer. Hi, I'm Jennifer Thylacker. I'm currently from Fayetteville, Georgia. Um, I just moved there about three, four months ago. Um, this is my 21st year teaching. 
Um, I started out, well, actually the last 20 years have been mostly middle school, but I've been inspired to go to high school um, and teach high school. Um, assistant band director, the head director, like Chris was saying, is the head director is Dr. Myra Roden, and we basically co-teach everything. Um, I was in New York prior to this, uh, teaching in a, several different situations, one not being marching band. So I have not done marching band for a good 10 years. So I'm back in it and loving it and back to competitions and all of that. So it's interesting to have a small break and then be back post pandemic, so. Wonderful. Well, uh, Joe's still not here yet, so we're not sure if he'll join us at all, but uh, we're gonna move on with our, with our discussion. So uh, I wanna know how your kids are doing. That, that is my, uh, my, my biggest and first question that came to mind to ask you, who, who'd like to start with how, how the kids have been doing? Anybody wanna take it first? How, all right, Jennifer, go for it. Um, I think the kids are doing great now that they're back and have a routine. Um, I think a lot of them missed marching band and what marching band was to them, the students who had the opportunity to have marching band pre-COVID. Um, However, the new students, it's taking a little bit of time to get them to understand and to trust the process of what competitive marching band is all about, because the majority of our program, at least, freshmen and sophomores were brand new to marching on the field this year. So half our band has had never marched. Um, but the juniors and seniors, they're excited to be back, and so is the staff. That's great. Next. I'd agree with that. Uh, I think the kids are, are glad to be back. I, I think much like uh, I think what a lot of adults have experienced, it's been a little overwhelming um, going from having more time than you wanted to have on your hands uh, and trying to figure out how to fill that time while we were all in quarantine and then kind of being thrust back into this, uh, you know, busy uh, schedule. And uh, I know that has taken a lot of getting used to for, uh, for both me and my students, but um, I think in a lot of ways, kids have, the students have been a lot more resilient than the adults <laughs> through this process. And uh, so I've been kind of looking to them for inspiration uh, throughout all this. And it, it's been, it has, it was a challenging year, but a really inspiring one in a lot of ways. Right. I share uh, similar thoughts. Um, you know, I, I think there's definitely a new and a, and a different kind of energy this year um, and an appreciation. Um, I noticed the appreciation, especially from the parents, because I think they realize having their, their son or daughter at home all the time, um, uh, I think was a little bit of a, of a slap in the face to, to some. So I think there's a new appreciation from the parents, which has been great. Um, the support has just been wonderful. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, there's been some, some obstacles and some challenges. Um, but I think knowing that the season could have been taken away at any given time really kind of gave them that drive to push through the season. Um, so that was, that was great to be able to see the, the band come together like that throughout the season. And were they, did you find they were taking care of them, taking care of themselves and each other? Um, yeah, you know, every once in a while, they just needed a, a friendly reminder to mask up. But for the most part, they, they knew that they needed to take responsibility. Otherwise, they could ruin it for everyone. Um, and so I, I think they did a really good job with that, with very few reminders. Hello, Joe. Hey there, sorry for my tardiness. 
<laughs> Super professional. That's all right. Nice. The work. lesson here is once marching band ends, I feel like I have no responsibilities in the world. <laughs> and then I forget to show up. So I'm sorry. We're just talking about how the uh, how the kids are doing. I'll get to you in one second. Brian, um, how about how about your kids? Yeah, it was it was extremely interesting and trying to remind the staff throughout the season that, you know, a lot of these kids are, are brand new to the activity. What I found most interesting throughout was that the sophomores, because last year we did something just very simple just to have marching band when we could. Uh, so the sophomores were kind of blown away when it was much harder during band camp. The freshmen had no idea, so they were coming along with us. And the juniors and seniors remembered from the 2019 season. So it was kind of pulling the sophomores along a little bit more than, than we were used to this year uh, that I found most interesting. But yeah, I think, you know, typically we always have that like big fight within the band towards the end of the season as they are around each other too much. And that didn't happen this year. The kids were just excited to be around each other the entire time. The parents were super excited to be at everything. And uh, they're just ready to help with whatever needed to be done. It was a very eye-opening experience, especially after 2019 into 2020. That's uh, interesting about the sophomores. <clears throat> um, and and I, you, you were reminding me about that end of the season hump. Uh, that yes, every every band and band director faces. And I saw a lot of nods when you said that. And I'm wondering, Joe, did you find the same thing that maybe you didn't have that typical? Yeah, absolutely. My my experience has always been sort of a mid-season funk that we get into mid-October-ish. Um, and we got, I, I actually think we got steadily stronger. I mean, the whole season was a crescendo to the end, which was a really different experience. Um, and I think it has something to do with the amount of inexperience that we had and the amount of newness that every new experience brought. Uh, it's as it's really as if the kids just gained confidence. Okay, this is what we do on Fridays and this is what we do on Saturdays. All right. And if we do this, these results happen and they just kind of got more and more excited as the season went on. Um, we, we really totally avoided that, that, that mid-October funk that I've seen every single season prior to this one. So that was interesting. Yeah. Neat. And, and you want to expand on about your kids, how your kids were doing? Yeah. I mean, I think like everybody else, um, you know, about 60% of the band had never gone to a football game before, had never performed at a live competition before. Um, uh, student leadership. I mean, we, these kids were sophomores the last time, you know, our seniors were sophomores the last time we, we're out running a full-fledged marching band. Um, and that amount of newness was a real shock. Um, so I think everybody had a really tough August. And I think they had a tough September. And like I said, I just noticed a wonderful growth and a wonderful uh, tightness that began to occur you know, something that you, you don't get to see in such a short amount of time, usually, you know, the marching band is a big family, right? But it's, it's so glacially moving, it passes from one year to the next. And this year, we really, you know, we came out of the primordial ooze. And by the end, like we were a family at the end. So and, and it all happened in one season. Uh, so that was really neat. You know, just to share last year, we, we split the band into four mini ensembles um so it really had been for us a, you know, 
long time since we were together as a marching band and they've really like pulled together and coalesced throughout the season it was exciting and fun to watch that's great um so i some of you have talked about maybe the size of your marching band i was wondering if you could just briefly describe um your marching band program in terms of um what kinds of activities you do level of competition and and maybe share what some of your your program goals are um for your program anybody want to start first chris how about you sure uh so we have about 130 students uh, that participate in our marching band program uh, we attend all of our home football games. Uh, we don't go to a lot of away games. We usually go to one uh, a year, maybe two. Um, and if the team makes the playoffs, we'll continue uh, into the later fall with them. Uh, we are uh, marching band functions as a class that doesn't meet during the school day. So it's like a 10th period class that meets after school. Uh, we run kind of parallel to a lot of our athletic teams. Our students get uh, received gym exemption, which is a big perk uh, in our district uh, where they don't have to go to gym class and they get class credit for it, which they love as well. Um, and we have a rehearsal just about every day of the week, but uh, the students don't necessarily have rehearsal. We have a you know um, combination of sectionals that run throughout the week and uh, we meet as a full group two days a week for three hours. Uh, and then most Saturdays, like like a lot of uh, groups probably do, and we have camp weekends where we'll do like a, a full like nine to nine Saturday a few times throughout the fall. Um, you know, I, I would say we're pretty competitive. I think like a lot of the other programs here, um, we've been going to the Bands of America Regional, uh, Mid-Atlantic Regional the last five years or so, uh, and then compete here in New Jersey. Great. Jennifer? Um, at Fayetteville or Fayette County, you got me calling the wrong school now, Keith. <laughs> at Fayette County, um, we have about 130 as well in the band and color guard. Um, we have, it's a competitive marching band. Uh, this past year, they've done just state competitions. I know sometimes they've gone to BOA and things, but just returning, um, it wasn't something that was one of our goals. Um, we have music class or uh, band every day, but it's not marching band. So marching band is strictly after school, Tuesdays, Thursdays, five to eight. We do home and away football games and then some Saturday competitions. Like we had only had two competitions this year, which I think is less than what they're used to doing. Um, goal would be to definitely support, you know, our school in different events, as well as, you know, compete and entertain at a high level of excellence um, in our program. Um, we, what was the other questions? I'm sorry. Just some of the goals of the of the program. Yeah, you so mentioned about the you mentioned your school. Um, okay. How about your school and community? How how active is the band in the? The band has been doing a, a marching classic for the last thirty eight years, which I really couldn't believe. And um, they also have an alumni band night, which a lot of people came back. Um, there's only been five band directors in history on, underneath uh, the Fayette County High School program, and three were able to come back and that was neat talking to them about what marching band used to be like. And so there's a strong, um, uh, a strong relationship in the community with the marching band. Um, and it's very positive. And um, I was surprised just seeing the support during the football games, you know, during halftime, people don't get up. <laughs> they, they sit and watch the show, which is a little different in some of the areas that I've taught in. So there was, de there's definitely respect for music education as well as, um, 
the face of the school being mostly the music program. Oh, fantastic. Um, Brian? Uh, yeah, so uh, I said we had about 80 to 90 kids fluctuating from year to year in the marching band. Um, we compete in the U.S. Bands Marching Circuit almost exclusively uh, in the A class, so we're the lower division of competition there. Uh, we're a relatively new high school building started uh, spring 2005. Marching band started actually the fall right before that, so fall 2004. Um, a class most of the time that the school's been open. Um, goal would definitely be to expand the band. I'd love to be over 100 and try to stay over 100. Um, and get us back to back to open class uh, competition within U.S. bands. This this past year, we wanted to try the the Bands of America Mid Atlantic Regional just to uh, have a good time and try to get uh, a good read from those judges. We we had a blast. It'll be a few years before we're back there though. Um, and uh, we're going off of the question that you just said. I, I thought that was a really great question about the the sense of community. Uh, because we're a relatively new high school and because there are three high schools within our, our district in such a small area, it, it is kind of hard to, you know, rally behind one group like a community high school can. Um, so it's been really interesting trying to, to build that. And that one of my goals for the program, besides being the competitive marching band, is being, you know, the school spirit part of the school. Uh, so we, we have a really great relationship with our cheerleading squad right now and their coaches and and our student section that comes to the football games they've been they've been really great the last couple of years so it's trying to build it small within cb south and build the culture there so that it can expand within the community and they can all file huh, behind that that one we are we are cb south thing so that's one of my my main goals besides the uh, the competition in the group as well yeah, thanks brian that's great <clears throat> rebecca so i have just one um band and we have about 83 in the band um, most of those students i see during the school day but my school corporation offers a lot of um, supplemental programs that the students can go to so some students i only see after school others i see during the school day and after school it's kind of a combination uh, we're a competitive bands. Um, this past year, we were in ISMA Class C, um, and that was actually due to the amount of students who enrolled in Virtual Academy last year because of COVID. Um, so we're anticipating that we'll be bumped back up to Class B next year uh, for ISMA. Regardless, we're still uh, going to be a competitive band, and I know the students are, are they've got that competitive side to them, which is great. Uh, we do home football games. A little bit of pregame, a little bit of, of our, uh, we do have time. Uh, we don't do any away football games. I will say coming from University of Alabama and having a dynamite football program, then going back to high school and our football season's over already, it feels like I blinked in it <laughs> and it went away. Um, we do host an invitational. This year we had 12 bands participate. Um, this year, um, the band was uh, fortunate enough and earned a, a, a spot at state finals for ISMA for the second time in school history. First time being in 2019, then the gap year of, of COVID, of course. Um, so that was a big deal. And then on top of that, this was the highest ranking that we've received this year um, in fourth place. And what was really cool, you had mentioned the community aspect of it. What was really cool, um, we raised uh, $15,000 within a week to help us get to state finals. Um, and I had the amount of emails and text messages and um, correspondence from media and that sort of thing to help us get to state finals was just 
amazing. It was so great to have that feeling of support from community members, administrators, fellow teachers, and that sort of thing. So I, I certainly appreciated that. And fortunately for my school corporation, the superintendent is a former band director. So he gets it. Uh, it is, oh yeah, he gets it. Uh, he's fully in support of the arts and I feel very fortunate um, that we have him as our superintendent. Um, in terms of goals, I definitely want to grow the program. Again, Virtual Academy um, is what took a, a lot of students away um, last year. So building the program um, and increasing, you know, I'm, I'm not one that's all about quantity versus quality, but we all know having a bigger band can help in a lot of, in a lot of different aspects. So I'm hoping to grow numbers. Uh, school spirit is another thing that I want to be uh, working on as well. So we have a lot in store for us, but um, I think this year uh, made it seem like it's like we, it's very promising and uh, I can work with that. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. Hey, Joe, how things at North Penn? Uh, things are great. Uh, so the North Penn band, um, marching band is completely extracurricular. Uh, we're here three nights a week from 630 to 9. Uh, we play at all home and away football games, even ones that are in the middle of a hurricane. Like I went to Brian's school a couple of weeks ago. That was quite the experience. We almost made it to halftime before the whole band washed away. Um, uh, we compete in the U.S. band circuit uh, pretty much exclusively, although we do want to get to the BOA regional next year if we can, if we can get that into our schedule. Uh, it's a highly competitive group with a long history of, uh, you know, trying to compete at the highest level. Um, and so that's, that's a really fun aspect of the program. Um, my goal for the band program, I mean, we have 85 students right now, only 14 of them are seniors. So, uh, growing in number is obviously something that I think we can do and, and we should do. Um, uh, growing, I mean, the, our high school has 3,300 students. And so have 80, 85 kids in the band is just not cutting it <laughs> so we want to grow we want to reach more kids um as you guys know the experience of marching band is musical but it's also a lot more than that and I, I just know there's kids out in our school that would benefit tremendously from being part of this organization so trying to reach more kids trying to build our diversity within the marching band uh north penn is a pretty diverse school and i and i love that it's just awesome um but i don't think the makeup of our marching band matches the diversity of our school building um so that's a big goal for me is to figure out why we're not reaching you know students of color and why we're not equally reaching uh female students to male our band is like way heavy male for some reason so you know investigating some of those things and and trying to bring more people into the fold into the family um is a big goal for me uh with this program and you know marching band to me it's the it's the heart of the program from an energy standpoint not necessarily from a musical standpoint um but it's what fuels these kids to do everything else it's what gets them excited about playing an instrument and being involved and being active in the program uh the marching band kids infuse so much energy into all other aspects of the program and so um you know that's that's another reason why i want to expand it because uh, they get hooked on band through marching band easier than they do in any other area of the program so it's a good point that's great joe um your uh enthusiasm is infectious <laughs> I, I'm sure sure it's going to grow. You've only been there, what, three years now? Three years, yeah. yeah. 
three very interesting uh, years. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's go on to what your biggest challenge of the 2021 season was. Um, who wants to start with the biggest challenge you had? All right, Rebecca. Yeah, I'll start. Um, you know, I had heard some stories about this when I was finishing up my doctorate, um, but I didn't really fully understand it until I finally got back into uh, high school teaching. But the emotional repercussions of COVID um, were quite alarming to me. Um, you know, I could be having just a normal conversation with a student and all of a sudden they just break down crying. Um, and I wasn't quite prepared for that sensitivity level. Um, there was a little bit of like reluctancy as well. And we all know that when it comes to being musical and musicianship and that sort of thing, there's a level of vulnerability. And it took a, a little while to, to, to kind of push them in that direction that it's going to be okay, you know. And I still get a little bit of pushback from time to time, but that was something that we had to do to grow together as a band. Instead of just playing the notes and rhythms on the page, we were able to kind of push through some of that emotional state and, and put it into the music. Um, so that was something that um, took a little bit of time at the very beginning of the season, um, but I think we grew from it, and it was neat that we did it together. Um, and I'm, so I'm excited to see how that will continue throughout concert band season, pep band season, solo and ensemble, and so forth. Next? I'll go next. Yeah. Uh, my, our biggest challenge was something that I, I, I knew this year was going to be challenging, but uh, I did not see this one coming. And that was, or I, we did from the sense of the students, and it was the like loss of institutional knowledge in the marching band program. And I expected it from like a student leadership standpoint. Uh, I think Joe said before, you know, like the leaders that this year were sophomores, last time they did marching band. Uh, but from the parent standpoint, the loss of institutional knowledge from like a volunteer standpoint was something that I di didn't really have my head wrapped around until the season started. Um, you know, like we, and it wasn't for lack of effort. We had tons of parents there to help. They just didn't know what to do. You know, we had to like teach parents how to load trucks again and um, how to fit uniforms. And it, it just, it was a little exhausting just going through it because the, we would look around and the only people that knew how to do those things were the directors and the staff. So we had to teach them, you know? Um, so I think that was definitely a struggle uh, on top of having to kind of reteach the students how to do marching band as well and just how to function. You know, we had to take like a, almost like half of a rehearsal to just talk about how to put the uniform on because no one knew, knew how to do it, you know? So uh, things like that were a little exhausting. The, the actual teaching them how to do marching band was not exhausting at all. It just moved a little bit slower than uh, maybe previous years for us. But, uh, you know, that was the fun part. It was all the other stuff that I think created more challenges, but we got through it and we have awesome parents and awesome students and they were ready to just, you know, to the point of exhaustion, do whatever we needed to do to, to get the season done. Great. Jennifer, how about you? Um, I probably would go with what um, the others said, but the retaining of information or the lack of retaining of information was a little bit of a shock to me. Um, I think when I was moving to high school for middle school, I expect did a bigger, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I expected something different. And I don't know if it was my newness back into the teaching of marching band concepts, but I just felt it was a, like pulling teeth a little bit to get them to remember what we did yesterday or the day before. And I think that the kids are just out of habit, out of, you know, being in school, out of being in a 
learning environment and actively participating, unlike maybe being online and watching a video of the teacher or something. But it, it took a little bit. Uh, it was a slow first month. Um, but then kids, you know, we, we kept reminding ourselves as staff, we have to teach them. Kind of also like, you know, you're saying about the uniform. Yes. Like looking at them lined up and their gauntlets are on backwards. And it's like, all right, we didn't teach them how to do this. And half of them have never done it. And the people who are, who are telling them haven't done it for two years. So, and we had a new uniform this year. So it was, it's interesting. But um, the kids, they did a great job. And today we actually had the opportunity to um, have the entire band together, including the color guard, because uh, we have uh, concerts this week. And we watched our last season, our last concert, our, sorry, our last competition. And we also watched our first video that we took at the first game. And it was awesome just to watch the kids watch both videos and realize the growth that has taken place in four months or, you know, four and a half months. So they've come a long way. I think as staff, we've come a long way in just realizing, you know, when we teach them and we teach them well, it's, it's payoff, just like training them to be good leaders. That's great. Hey, Joe. Your yeah, I think the institutional knowledge thing that Chris was talking about was like, and it's funny because we, as band directors, we we plan everything. All right, here's what we're gonna do. Da, 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 da. And like, we totally missed the fact that like no one was gonna know how to do anything. <laughs> and like, we have phenomenal parents at North Penn. The booster organization is like outrageous, uh, and there was a lot of people there, and almost no one knew what to do. Uh, and I, I almost felt like I couldn't tell them what to do because the last time I had done it, it was my first year there. And I'll, let's say I didn't take as many notes as I probably should have. So even I kind of didn't really know what to do. I'm like, uh, I think we did this in 2019, but it was my first year and I don't really remember. So like, it was a lot, it was a lot. Everything that we did took twice as much effort as it, as it probably would have if we hadn't had the pandemic um but like i said just like the kids kind of grew and rallied and gained confidence as we went through the season like all of that other stuff happened too and you know we figured it out by the end we became the well-oiled machine that we once were but uh, that was a challenge the other thing i think uh that we struggled with initially uh was accountability i think the students were used to being able to just mute their mic and turn off their camera and if something was hard you know disappear <laughs> and marching band is like the accountability activity like every single one of you out here matters and we are watching every single one of you and every single thing that you do and we're going to call you out <laughs> and you know for some kids that was such a shock I mean, just such a shock. I'm not used to having anyone look at me at all <laughs> for a year and a half. Uh, and now, like, it's all eyes on you for three hours straight for three nights a week and Saturday mornings. And I think that was hard for kids. You know, I really do. And we had to take time to teach everyone how to be taught. What does this mean when the teacher looks at you and says, hey, I need you to do this better. Or I need you to do this thing in this way. Um, just that was that was really hard for them. And again, I I don't blame them at all for it. It's just we went from we went from what we were doing last year to this. 
Um, and with marching band, we that's how we started the year. Like, hey, welcome back to, to in-person learning. Here's marching band. <laughs> we didn't ease into it. It was like band camp, boom, 95 degrees, and everybody's on you for everything. Good luck. And that was, that was tough. So that was that was a big challenge for us that we did eventually get over. Brian, how about your biggest challenge? Yeah, I, every it's made me feel so good hearing everyone say very similar things. I clearly remember like day two of band camp this year, got hit with a rainstorm out of nowhere. And I was like, we need to move. And everyone ran and like the pit just ran away without their instruments. I was like, God, like, what are you doing? I was expecting them to just know what I wanted them to do. And they didn't know what I wanted them to do. So it was bring them together and be like, guys you, you gotta you gotta think for yourself but also not think for yourself you gotta think like i'm thinking and, and having that conversation with them and so yeah like as someone said earlier august september was rough but I, like i don't blame them like they i think the one thing that they learned last year uh, kids everywhere everyone everywhere was we learned how to cheat through things and like joe said there is there's no cheating in marching band um and and it it was tough I, I don't like to sugarcoat things either to the kids i like to tell them how it is and it, like, i also remember with the accountability you know a kid texts uh emails me one night and is like uh i'm not gonna be at marching band i have tickets to the 76ers game and i was like man that must be nice i wish i could go to the 76ers game uh but i didn't buy tickets because i knew we had marching band rehearsal and uh and then he showed up to marching band so that worked out well with that kid i guess um but reminding them that like yeah this isn't something that you just choose to do based on what day it is you are responsible to the other 80 kids that are out there on the field um and that's that's not something that they felt for the last year and a half uh, having responsibility for other people not just themselves or, or being responsible for a part of somebody else's success um those are uh, definitely the biggest hurdle that we that we jumped over and I'm very glad that we did, and, and it definitely took some time. But you know, by uh, by October and getting into the end of the season, early first week in November, um, a lot of those hurdles were crossed, and uh, definitely looking forward to starting differently next year. But the Sixers probably lost that night, didn't they? <laughs> uh, actually, it was before all all the the sickness and stuff. So I I do think they won. But part of my we had a concert the week after that. I was like, oh, don't buy tickets for next week too, because we have a concert on Wednesday. Uh, so. as, you, as you were telling that story, I was remembering that I, as a young high school kid, got in trouble for going to a Rush concert instead of marching band rehearsal. So, yeah, actually, I think I think I was a I think it was a competition. I, I blew off. So anyway, I didn't say that. Um, let's talk about what your most memorable or impactful takeaway was from the season. What, what had a biggest impact or your biggest takeaway? I'll start with that one. Great, Brian. Uh, oh, you just beat me. I'm sorry. Uh, and I feel like some of us are going to have very similar things, but the last competition for us, the last performance, um, one thing that I don't think I was ready for when I started teaching was your last show might not always be your best show. And that's unfortunate. And with Marching Man, like uh, uh, one of the big things I always talk about is like, it's not like football where we have halftime. I can call a timeout. Oh, guys, we need to restart. Hold on. Uh, like it's whatever the show is. So um, we've had a lot of years where our last competition might've not been the best show, you know, is the competition before that, or even three weeks before that, which is unfortunate. Um, but this year 
I mean, those kids kept working to the very end, uh, up to like the last like five minutes of rehearsal before we left for for Allentown, um, and they they killed it. It was it was cold. The show was delayed an hour. It wasn't the best conditions, but they went out there and they had a great show. And you could tell just by the the way they walked or they were marching off the field that they knew they had the best performance that they could have done that night. And thinking about where they were in August and where we were musically and visually and, and everywhere just to go and, and see those last nine minutes and them push all the way to the very end of the season was by far the most memorable moment of, of this season for me. Go. Uh, so on like a sort of a macro level, um, like a bigger thing, I, I would say actually the, f- the first show was one of the, the best memories that I had, especially once they were done and they, they were the last band on, I think, right before the host band. And so we, 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 we huddled up, we talked a little bit, and then we came out to the field, and, like, they had never been to an awards ceremony before. And they are just so excited about standing there. And you know, I think we were the only in our class. And like, okay, we won first place, whatever. But, man, those kids' faces, when they were lined up on the sideline during the awards ceremony, I mean – it was just magic. I mean, their their eyes were lit up. Their smiles were so big they couldn't fit on their face. Um, they were just like, wow, oh, you know. Especially like the new kids were pretty pumped. the The biggest uh, group that was affected by it was the kids who were f- whose first year was last year, and they had gone through the the four mini bands and the virtual competitions and never playing live in front of anybody and. So they came off the field their first time playing in front of real people and a real award ceremony. And those sophomores were like through the roof. They were so excited. And they're like, oh, this is what marching band is supposed to be like. And I'm like, yes, thank you for coming back. You know, because I wouldn't have blamed them if they quit after last year. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> like we just had to do it so that we didn't lose it. But, you know, it clicked for them. They're like, Oh, okay. That's why Mr. Santanella really wanted me to come back. And so that was awesome. And then one little thing that happened, I had a kid in the band. Let's just say at the beginning of the season, I was not his favorite teacher in the school. And we had many chats, many long talks. It was a journey this season. And at the end of the year, he at, you know, at MetLife stadium, after we performed, he came up to me, he hugged me, we cried it out, you know, and he was just like, thank you for, for not letting me leave, you know, and that was awesome. That's the highlight of my season is that hug from that kid was awesome. Great. Uh, Rebecca? Yeah, I would have to agree. The first competition, I think, was super memorable. You know, you had the freshmen that kind of were like, okay, now we understand why we've been working so hard over the past couple of months, and they finally got that taste. Sophomores kind of in that same boat, they finally got the taste of the of the competition energy. Juniors and seniors had, had recall. They were like, oh, yeah, we remember what this feels like to finally get on the field and perform. And, you know, what, what helped, um, I think, with the whole atmosphere, too, is that Um, Our performance time was at night, um, and so we were under the stadium lights. It was a packed crowd. I mean, the the energy was there, Um, and so it was super memorable. And my students know that, you know, trophies, great, cool, fine, and dandy, 
but the way that I gauge how the students felt about each of the competitions was right after the competition and as they're walking off the field and the, just the level of energy. I had seniors crying, I had freshmen crying, I had staff members crying, and it was just a cool moment for us to have. Um, and you know, I, I think most bands that performed that day all kind of had that same reaction. So it was cool for our band to have it, but it was cool just to see the whole band community just all have different moments throughout the day, which it, it was cool to be able to, to witness all of that. Okay. Chris, how about you? Uh, mine's a little similar. Uh, we, so we go away for our, uh, part of our band camp every year and uh, our school, we go up into the Poconos in Pennsylvania and uh, stay in the woods and rehearse marching band for a week and it's great. Uh, last year was the first year that we didn't go to that camp that our school didn't go uh, since 1981. They've been going every year until COVID happened. So um, to go back to that, as you can imagine, we, we had to jump through a, a million hoops to make that happen. Not only was it our return after COVID to this, but it was like the first trip in the school after all of this. So um, it was a little bit of a challenge, but getting there and seeing the looks on the kids' faces uh, to have that experience, you know, it's, it's one of the biggest experiences uh, that sticks with the students um, at the end of the year is just the time that they have together there. Um, we do a lot of things other than rehearsing. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun. And then in addition to that, to make it even more memorable, we were up there when Hurricane Henry rolled through. So it dropped like eight inches of rain <laughs> on, on the area. We lost power. So uh, it was actually, it was kind of neat to come out of this, you know, like virtual year where everyone's, you know, on a device 24 seven and then to not have power for a couple hours and the kids were just stuck in their cabins in the dark having to talk to each other. Uh, <laughs> But it was a great experience. We had a blast and uh, it's just, you know, it, it definitely made it all worth it. And uh, it was a great way to get the season started for us. Great, Jennifer. I still don't have an answer. <laughs> uh, this has been so, um, it's almost overwhelming, like in a good sense, just coming into a new community, trying to observe, learn the ropes of the way they do it in this community. and get back into marching band period. Um, but I, I've just been overwhelmed with the resiliency of the kids um, and their hard work and the work ethic, even though this this was hard, this was hard. Like, like I'm used to working hard, but this was hard. You know, I've, I've taught in New York, I've taught in the Bronx, I've taught with no materials. We actually had materials, but now it's like, whoa, what, what to do? But I, I'm just um, really thankful that we had such the, the group of kids that we had, even just the leaders that we had, we had four amazing drum majors that lead so well, and they've been trained to lead that well. And I think the, the best moment, although I swear today during our assembly, when they were playing the marching band thing, I got a little emotional because I was like, I love these kids. <laughs> like, and they're just exciting to watch and they love what they do and they have passion. But the, the last competition, I usually um, record every competition and football game for us to watch the next week in school and analyze. And the last competition, I asked someone else to record so I could actually be on the track and just watch, not worry about if I'm looking at intervals and getting everything, you know? So I was like, I'm just gonna stand here. And I stood beside the, the chaperones of the competition with the people who chaperoned us at the competition. And just being taken away for those seven and a half, eight minutes 
and just being in it and watching them and watching them come off the field and how excited they were and the tears of joy because they know it's all worth it. It took like till that moment because we didn't have the show done till we don't have it done, but <laughs> we didn't have it completed for you know a competition till the very end. We never had the entire ensemble together in one performance, not even at our championships. And that moment, and then being next to people who never saw the show before, and then video taping it and getting emotional, like, oh, you didn't tell me someone was gonna sing. And I was like, I couldn't, I knew it's coming and I get emotional. It was just, it was, it was awesome. And then at the very end, when it was awards, it's new for me um, in Pennsylvania, I'm not used to the superior ratings going down. It just seemed like it was taking forever. Like we know, we know, you know, we were happy with the performance. It didn't matter what, but then we were listening and Dr. Rune and I were looking at each other like, okay, I think we're doing okay. And they called it. We had all superiors. All right, great. Everyone's happy. The kids are cheering. And then they went down and was they were going through the awards for each class. And we won our class and the color guard who it was rough. It started out rough. <laughs> they had a new instructor like that started in July. So it was a rough season for them and they've grown so much. And by the very end, um, they were getting ready to uh, call awards for the overall competition. We didn't even think about it because we know we had a lot of work to do and still doing. But after they called like third place overall, I'm still trying to figure out the numbers and what's going on. And I'm looking at Dr. Rhoda and she's looking perplexed. And she's like, look at the kids. So we start looking, just watching the kids and they called second and I realized, I think we're grand champions. Like, and I didn't, it didn't really dawn on me, but it dawned on me, but the kids are still trying to do the math and they're looking confused. So when they call, you know, the grand champions overall competition, you know, Fayette County High School, seeing their face, they honestly had no clue. Like even after everything was called and then the numbers, and just to see them light up, hug each other and like, guys, okay, it's not about the first place. I'm glad you got that. But you know, the feeling of working hard trust in the process, it all works out. So there are a couple couple moments, but it, these kids were a, a joy to be my first year at Fayette County. So I'm just a little excited. Uh, I love hearing all your reflections. You guys are great. I, I knew I picked the right people. Hey, so since you talked about the drum majors and the leaders, uh, you kind of leading us into my last question. Um, what kinds of things do you, um, do you do that you feel are proven best practices in developing student leadership in your program. Anybody want to take a first stab, Chris? Sure, I'll go. Uh, I'll, I'll. I know that everyone does, you know, training and things like that. But one of the things that we've done that uh, we didn't do for a long time that I think has helped a lot is every other year we'll do a leadership book club that's open to any kids who want to come. Well, uh, we've been reading the last couple of times we did it. We've done the seven habits of highly effective people by Stephen Covey. We meet before school, uh, once every couple of weeks. Um, we, and then, you know, depending on where we are in the year, we delay that and just kind of work at whatever pace the kids can. Um, and it started out small and every year it's gotten a little bit bigger and it has proven to kind of be, uh, a vehicle for us to just have conversations about leadership and, started to feed the marching band leadership program uh kind of unintentionally i guess uh so we've been doing that uh we did it actually uh what the year uh i guess it was 20 the first year of covid i don't even know what year it is right now 2021 so 19 2019 that that spring when covid happened we were doing it 
uh, and finished it virtually. And, uh, you know, we'll do it again coming up this winter. And so that, that wasn't necessarily focused at marching band, but just leader, le leadership in general? Yeah, it's open to any students in the program. Uh, ultimately, and it ends up being a lot of our marching band kids, but other kids uh, come. We've had some kids who weren't in the band program asked to come and we're like, sure, open door, you know. Uh, and it's, I, I try to let the kids kind of lead the way and we just, you know, kind of prompt them. And it's, it's really, there's not like a hidden agenda to it. It's just something I've always been interested in that kind of stuff. So it, just good to get together with them and it has kind of inadvertently helped our leadership program and a lot of those conversations continue once they get into the actual leadership program where we start training them to to lead at the marching band oh very cool okay. very cool who would have thunk a book club i know yeah right? <laughs> who else uh i'll go i think like probably most of the others you know we have probably four or five uh, training sessions that are about an hour, hour and a half long in the evenings in the spring. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're going over the basics and we're, we're pulling in resources from all kinds of places to try to help students understand what their role is and, uh, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I, what I, what I'll speak to actually is like what I'd like to see us do differently. <laughs> um, especially after this year revealed like a lot of things. Um, uh, revealed a lot of our needs i think and i think a lot of it is the is the social emotional piece of it um you know i think our leadership training program has focused a lot on what are the things that our student leaders can do to help us be the most efficient and effective performance ensemble and what i think it needs to do instead is what can our student leadership do to help every student in the band survive the marching band season mentally healthy mentally strong emotionally healthy emotionally strong um and so if anyone has any ideas let me know because <laughs> you know that that i think look i mean that's that's what 2020 and 2021 has been all about for me uh i've i've gotten i've gotten less and less concerned about the musical product i think it'll be there and i've gotten more and more concerned about the kids how can we help these kids get through this? Like high school is hard enough, and now we have this going on. So, you know, what I want to do this spring is figure out how to to help the student leaders first, and then help them to help their peers on that social emotional level, um, and and highlight those things. Because uh, you know, the trophy is cool, but the it's not as cool if the kids are too tired and too sick to hold it up at the end of the season <laughs> so that's great that's yeah. great words uh rebecca yeah i, I think um I, I like all the ideas ideas that i'm hearing you know since I, this is my this is my 10th year of of teaching but this is my first year in this position and uh the previous director um had it set up so that there was not a student leadership team at all um, he felt like it was everyone needed to be responsible and take accountability and, and that sort of thing. Now, did some le leaders come out of the woodwork fr from time to time? Absolutely. Um, but that was my first time um, kind of going through that. And there were definitely um, pluses uh, to that method um, because then it just felt like everyone could um, step up and it, they didn't have to lean on any particular section leader 
they could step up when when they felt like they they could you know um so uh, ironically the the previous director is actually my assistant director in the marching band <laughs> so uh, i was able to kind of transition to that pretty quickly um but I, I actually was toying around with doing a book club idea um in the spring i think that is a fantastic idea um, I'm also uh, hoping to send at least the drum majors, if not some some leaders, um, to the Music for All uh, drum major leadership camp um, up at Ball State, which conveniently is only a few hours away from us here. So um, I'm planning on doing that. Um, but uh, you know, it, my number one thing when it comes to leadership is leading by example and not needing the title. Um, and so that the students are, are well aware of that. And, you know, some of my best leaders don't have to say anything at all. They just do it. Um, and so I try to, um, mention those students quite often so that it's very apparent, you know, what, what the model is, uh, within the program. Thank you. Brian. Uh, so we've had a very much evolving student leadership program and team. Uh, every year we've, I know it's not great, but every year we've tried something slightly different. Um, you know, we've we've gone, uh, we, we saw that our student leaders thought they were teachers and we're like, no, that's not your purpose. Your purpose is elsewhere. And, um, and this past summer, uh, I got involved more with the, uh, with Vivace Productions and uh, the Drum Major Academy and Dr. Tim's leadership program over the summer. Uh, so we sent a lot of our student leaders to that, the Westchester camp, uh, just Dr. Tim's like two-day workshop. And this year, I want to send them more. I want to send them to the Drum Major Academy and, and things like that. Um, but throughout the season, uh, my my leadership team that went to that, that seminar with me, uh, we would meet often and talk about, you know, what are we seeing now? What what can we make changes? What did we, what did we learn from Dr. Tim that we can implement right this week, right now? Uh, what have what have we been forgetting that we need to bring back? Um, and then we started a new schedule here at CB South this year, which is uh, more student focused than we've ever had before. The kids have uh, an entire hour off every day. Everyone has lunch at the same time. That just the building's kind of like shut down for a little bit. They can go anywhere they want. Um, so my drum majors started holding once a week meetings with anyone that wants to know more about leadership. Anyone that wants to talk about leadership. Um, and, and we've had great conversations that have come from that in, in that time period. And I think there are more kids interested in being leaders next year. Uh, one of the big things that we tried to drive home this year was, was the, the title thing. You, you don't need a title. Uh, we, we shrunk the leadership team by title almost by half of what it used to be. And we're like, you know, this isn't an I, me ensemble. This is a, we, us activity. Um, so anyone can be a leader out there. You just, you don't need the title with it. If anything, the title makes it less glamorous because you're doing all the behind the scenes work as well. Um, so I'm very interested to see where our conversations go throughout this school year. Um, and, and then trying to get more kids involved in the, in the, the leadership workshop with Dr. Tim next year. And, and uh, like I said, being more involved with Vivachi, I'm excited to see where, where that program expands for our, for our schools in the, in the region that can benefit from that. Fantastic. And Jennifer. <clears throat> I have to say you brought back some memories. I attended the Westchester Vivace program in 1994. It's when I first met Dr. Tim and it, it changed my life as a drum major, a sophomore drum major, heading into my first time being a leader with a title. 
I attended in 2004. So 2004. <laughs> same thing. It was the best best experience ever. Yes, yes. It unbelievable, unbelievable. But um, I w- walked into a great program. So what I what I've seen, what I know that they do is they have a leadership camp that's in, for anybody, even if they don't want to be a sex leader or a drum major, anyone's welcome to it. And a lot of kids talk about that program and how um it's helped them think about leadership. And even if they want the pressure, if you can say that, you know, about, you know, having to be responsible almost all the time. But something I've noticed that uh, Dr. Rohn has done and still does every day pretty much is teach how, teach students about problem solving. Like if there's a problem, she's not going to solve it for you. Like if they go up and say, I don't have my Shaco. Okay, problem solved. Let me know how it works out. You know, like um, today at during an assembly, they're supposed to wear black socks. Someone had like Santa socks. Um, you don't have the right socks on. And does anybody want to help him? Because we have to problem solve. And kids are like, oh, I have black socks. <laughs> you know, grab an extra pair of black socks. They take care of each other. They've learned to take care of each other, not just worry about themselves. They're willing to help somebody who might have messed up over and over again. We've had students, you know, every competition, there's one in- individual, he's forgotten something every competition. And I'm like, I appreciate you letting me know, problem solved, let me know how it works out. I always, kept a, I always kept a can of black spray paint in the office. <laughs> That's a great idea. But I think problem solving skills and also teaching them confidence in the classroom and being who you are and being okay with it. One thing I do like about this district that I'm in now, or actually uh, the district period is that it's a diverse group of students and they, t- they, they um, encapsulate everyone. No one's, no one's weird. No one's, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me because you have all these different kids, different backgrounds. And it's just like, yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does. You know, it's, it's whatever. But um, so I think just building confidence, taking care of each other at all times. And we're all in this together type mentality is huge for leaders, student leaders. Well, you guys are great. Um, I really want to thank you for sharing your thoughts and experiences and expertise with our with our audience. And I personally want to thank you, uh, each of you, for what you do each and every day for all of your students. Um, and to all my music educator friends, please continue to find ex- opportunities to open more doors for all students to engage with music and with you. I want to thank Zeswitz Music and CEO Randy Shaler for your continued support for music education. And thank you very much for everybody for tuning in and try to catch our next episode. Thank you. Bye.